Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have Ken Rosenthal fired an update on the CBA and the best and worst of 2021 right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and Brig is out for one more week, so this week we're joined by our guy Zip from the No Redeeming Qualities Podcast. Welcome, Zip. How are you today? I am doing great. I am uh, ready to talk in depth about everything that's happened with the uh, CBA negotiations. Oh, so much. There's so much going on right now. I'm so excited about this. They but, literally went on Christmas break. Like, they did, and then some. Like, they're still like on Christmas children. break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But before we get there, let's talk about this. This news came out actually today, January the 3rd. Uh, MLB Network fired Ken Rosenthal after criticizing Rob Manfred. Now, my first takeaway from this zip was that Brig and I are never going to get a job with MLB Network. Like, because of this, like, <laughs> never going to happen. Well, I actually didn't see. Well, maybe I did. What was his criticism? Um, Just, well, first was last year. He had said something about how uh, if the league, if, like, if Rob Manfred and the owners can't come together and figure out a way to get the season started because of the pandemic, then okay, you know, okay, then, so it's more like continue. It was a couple things. It was, it was continuous, okay. yeah. Because okay. after he said that, they sat him down for three months. They didn't have him on the air, and then and then you know, and I'm sure with the CBA, he said some more stuff. I didn't. There was nothing in the article that I read that was specific, but I'm sure that he's been continually honest i mean let's be honest that's what it is i would say normally that it, it's it, it it's their job to be critical but i think he's in a unique position working for mlb network i think yeah. that's what it, like you took the job knowing you're kind of because like ml like any of the news any of the news that comes out of like mlb itself or like usually even the teams itself is very filtered yes incredible so yeah, and granted, I don't like Manford. I don't think well, anybody likes Manford. But I also yeah, have to remind no. myself is it's you're kind of not supposed to even like the commissioner. Like it's his job. Yeah, is, David Silver's kind of in a in a weird spot with the fact that everybody does like him. Yeah, he's right very unique. Yeah, uh, Adam Silver's very unique. Yeah, Adam Silver. Uh, that's what I meant. That, that, that's also like the power dynamics also different in the NBA. It's a much more mm-hmm. player driven. So it's kind of they're a yeah. little bit more unequal. So he truly is kind of like representing both. Whereas like if you were like a Roger Goodell type, you're just your job is to be the one everyone hates. Mm-hmm. So the owners don't. Yeah. And that's kind of the job of Rob Manfred, too. And he takes it. I mean, he embraces the role, the heel and everything, and he goes with it. But I mean, with apparently, that, for those paychecks, I'd get booed at the NFL draft every year too. Oh, just like, yeah, uh, for sure. Know. Yeah, I would. I would take the tomatoes that Rob Manfred gets every day if I was making that kind of money too. For sure. Like, you're you're not wrong there. That's absolutely right. Um, but for Ken Rosenthal, though, his criticism has not come on MLB Network. It's come with the Athletic because he's obviously one of the best and he writes for them. So I I I don't know. It's like one of those things where I get it because. He's an MLB network employee, so basically he works for MLB, but he comes out and he's saying these things in a different platform. I don't know. And also, I, I think, I think, I think, though, issue, I right? think, though, it's pretty standard, though, that in any occupation, if you go out and like badmouth your boss. The job, even if you're not on the job, <laughs> usually that, that they, I mean, he didn't lose his spot at the athletic, did he? I mean, right. No, he's still, so it's not like he's still, but I'm sure his act, sports. but then, but then that's also like where they talk about access you know Mm -hmm. like a lot of them just kind of kiss the league's butt so they don't lose their access to the locker rooms of the players and stuff but that's like not even a criticism unique of baseball that's like all well i mean look at espn that's how espn operates oh yeah nfl nba not as much baseball but when when that one sports writer whose name i can't remember where it came out uh with the, the the washington football team scandal with the emails where he was literally sending his article like to them oh yeah to read it and like before it's Mm -hmm. like, so at that point you're not really a journalist. Yeah. You're you're more of a media person for the, for the the league. Yeah, exactly. Right. But no, I mean, I I don't think it should come as a, as a surprise MLB and MLB network fired Ken Rosenthal because of that. And he's, it's not like he's going to be out on the street. Like we said, he's still with the athletic. So we're still going to get the good content there. He's still with Fox. So we're still going to get good content there, but no, it's just funny that this is actually what happened to be the thing that he didn't let up on that. And it, happened to be the thing that got him fired 
But anyway, speaking of guys not working anymore, as of right now, Kyle Seeger is out of a job, but this is by his own choice. Uh, he retired from Major League Baseball the other day. Now, for me, Kyle Seeger was a fixture with the Seattle Mariners because when there was a stretch where it was like I would go to a Mariners game and I would look at like getting a jersey or a jersey or whatever, and I'd be like, I don't want to get one with a name on it because those guys might not be here tomorrow. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that as an Astros fan, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but Kyle we're going to talk been... a little bit about that here in a bit. <laughs> yeah, But Kyle Seager's been there. He was there for 11 years. He spent his entire career with the Mariners, and uh, he had a nice big send-off and farewell um, the last game of the season, and it was fantastic. Um, but I'm actually really happy to see him retire as a Mariner. I don't think he's necessarily a Hall of Famer, but you're – with your experience being a fan of a team in the division, do you think Kyle Seager did enough to get his number retired with the Mariners? I actually had to go look up some of his stats because I wasn't horribly familiar with them. And I mm-hmm. think actually you being the Mariners fan, it would probably be easier for you to tell me why should his number be retired. But you could, like, when you're talking about teams retiring a number, though, that's very subjective. I mean, there's some guys that their, their numbers are retired purely for – things off the field or they're dead, you know, or things mm-hmm. like that. So I think that if, if, if the city embraced him, it, it, like, so yeah, yeah, I guess take a step back. Uh, irregardless, I know that's not a word, but irregardless of his stats, <laughs> like if the city, if he embraced the city and the city embraced him and he was there the whole time and he decided to retire instead of going and pittering out with another team for another year or two, mm-hmm. then I think, sure. Why not retire his Jersey? I think that that's, very different from putting him like in a hall of fame because you right. know, yeah, like you could be in there just because you died tragically, you know, yeah, or yeah, you exactly. could have your, your number retired. So, so you as the Mariners fan, though, I mean, would do you have any objection to that? No, I don't. don't. Normally, I, I would wait a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, like you need to wait a couple years. years. Like yeah, yeah, because right now they're the Mariners only have three retired numbers. They have obviously Jackie That's Robinson. It? Yeah, obviously Jack, Jackie Robinson. That was the first one. And you've got Edgar Martinez and Ken Griffey Jr. And that's it. Like wow. no Randy Johnson, no Jay Buhner, who was, by the way, like Jay Buhner was a fan favorite when Griffey was playing, right? So that's I feel like that's a pretty big deal. And if you're not going to retire his number, then I, maybe you you do need more on field production. And that's what Kyle Seeger had. I mean, he was the rock. He was the constant for the eleven years that he was there. And this year when they were like you know, supposed to win maybe 70 games. He was the guy who rallied everybody together and kind of pitched a fit at the trade deadline with the Ken, with the Kendall. Drake they kind of had deal. a period. They were chasing a little, they were chasing a wild card slot for a little bit, weren't they? Well, it was the last day of the season. They got eliminated. That's right. So, <laughs> and a lot of guys attributed the, the fact they had that much success to him. The fact that he stepped up and he led everybody. He was a coach within the ranks, you know, like a player coach. And so I do feel like he's kind of, gained himself some clout within the community with the team that I think they probably could do it and nobody would be upset about it. But at the same time, if they decided not to do it ever, um, I don't know that anybody would necessarily raise hell over it. You know, I, I, I was looking up the Astros only have four retired numbers. So oh, really? I, yeah. Uh, the, the, the two obvious Biggio and Bagwell. I knew that one, uh, Nolan Ryan, and then obviously Jackie Robinson, yeah, hmm. I didn't know they retired. No, I've been to that stadium so many times. You think I've seen that? <laughs> One would think. No, that that's crazy though to think about. I mean, there's obviously going to be more here down the road in the next ten to fifteen years or whatever. But <laughs> I was a, I, I was a real anxious kid, and then I grew up to be a real anxious man. But <laughs> I like that. I remember as a kid when I learned about retired numbers, the first thing my brain went to is, "What do you do when you run out of numbers?" Like I don't know. Like as a kid, what a weird thing. Look at the for, Yankees. I mean, for a kid, for like an eight-year-old to stress about is, "What are the Yankees going to do when they run out of double digits?" You know, <laughs> yeah. are they going to have to go Next to halves, year. or are they going to have to do triple digits like they're up, like they're referees in the NBA? You know, like <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Speaking of numbers, do you know where do you know where the the jersey number comes from? What jersey? So just just in general, just the jersey number comes from. Oh, I, I always assumed it was just so the umpire could remember who people were without having to know their names. That's part of it. So the Yankees actually started, and this is the reason Babe Ruth wore number three, because they first they kind of implemented it, and it indicated the batting order. So you got Babe Ruth batting number three, so naturally oh, he's I see. number three. Yeah, I um, always just assumed it was so when there was a giant brawl, they could just... <laughs> 15, 72, and 15. 
and 16. You guys are, yeah, you that's, guys are gone. That's always the yeah. best part of the post brawl at an MLB game is them all getting together with their notepads and <laughs> scribbling down. Well, it's like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> at least they get it right though, for the most part, because in the NFL, they can't get it right. They got a holding call. Oh, they're terrible the, at it on the know, receiver when it was the guard, you know? <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> but. I don't know. Like I said, Kyle Seeger potentially could have retired, but I don't know that there would necessarily be any problems if they didn't. Um, let's move on to the Dodgers. Let's talk Dodgers here for a minute. Your other favorite team here, I know, yes. Zip. I know you love the Dodgers. I so want much. the only thing I really want going into spring training is for Joe Kelly to get suspended another eight games. <laughs> I think that <laughs> he might. He might just make a face <laughs> in, in negotiations and get suspended. <laughs> Contract detrimental to the league. Here's the thing about the Dodgers. <laughs> like the thing about the Dodgers is. I really don't have it. I don't care about the Dodgers. It was, it's just, you know what I'm saying? There's no but reason they, to. They've made me hate them. Like, <laughs> I have to defensively hate them. Like, because yeah. they're so guy, they're, excuse me, they're so aggressive with their hatred that I feel like, like people will, like, you know, when you, like one of the things I want to do, you know, some days is, is go see every stadium. Uh-huh, but yeah. I don't want to go to Dodger. I'm going to get stabbed to death. Like, it's, you know, yeah, it's a legitimate also, concern. Yeah. It's a legitimate concern at Dodgers. But anyway, Stadium, that's my honest. problem with Dodgers fans. Is I'm like, I don't want to hate you. I have to like, <laughs> like they. But anyway, with anyway, this whole so thing Co- with Bellinger. So uh, yes, it's really interesting. So real quick, so Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers avoided arbitration. They gave him a one-year, seventeen million dollar deal, and they said that the deal was done before the CBA expired at midnight on the second. But the deal news of this didn't come out until eleven days ago. Like, I'm not buying that. I don't believe any of that crap. They're so they're they're they all still talk to each other. They're, I know they're they're just, they're just doing it more secretively than they normally backdoor do. deal going on. Like Correa is going to have a deal as soon as the CBA. Oh yeah, the moment like, it's done, you're gonna yeah it's, yeah absolutely. It, so let's skip to that real quick. So Carlos Correa, there's been rumors swirling around the in the news-ish, that uh, he could be going to the Cubs. As an Astros fan, do you want him back? Would you like to see him back? Uh, I uh, Like, the heart says yes, but the, the brain says no, because realistically, he's going... The only way I would want it is if it was a short-term deal, like if he signed on for another year or another two years. But I know he's looking for that long-term fat paycheck, yeah, and that's just not a good years. financial investment for the Astros to make right now. Because it's going to be cool now, but right. man, if if we hit three, four years down the road and we maybe have to do a rebuild, that is going to be devastating for everything. So I think it's like, and and he wants to move on. He wants to move mm-hmm. on to a different, you know, I think he wants to move past the scandal and kind of show a new thing. I'm happy with him going to the Cubs because gets him out of the American League. Right. Yeah. I'd love to have him out of the No objection to that at all. Like, I'm not one of those people that's going to like burn his jersey when he leaves. I get it. Like, (laughs) it's time. It's time for him to leave. The only time I get mad at players for doing that is if they like lie to me about it, where they're like, I'm never going to leave. And then they like leave. But other than that, it's like, yeah, sure. His contract's up. So, yeah, I guess, I guess short answer is no. I don't want him to come back. Yeah. Well, and, and he was pretty honest about it this year, right? He said something about it being his last year in Houston, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of like an open secret throughout the whole year that it was probably his last year. Like yeah. win win or lose with the World Series, it was probably going to be his last year. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it would be good for him to move on, go somewhere else. Like you said, get away from the whole scandal, yeah. be able to rebrand himself cuz George Springer did a great job with that in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, you almost forgot and it's only well, been... it's also I always have to remind people there's this, a shockingly small amount of players left from the 2017 team. Mm-hmm. Probably the only one who will knock on wood. I mean, things may change, but it's probably Altuve would probably be the only one who's actually going to stick around mm-hmm. forever. I only yeah. because of like if you don't know Altuve's history with the Astros, like it, it runs really deep. So he's the yeah. only one I could see being from the 2017 that would even stick around. It'd be like a whole new. Uh, you know, it's going to be like a whole new team here soon. Yeah. Pr- pretty much already is. There was only five left last year. Yeah. Well, man, I keep talking about this, but Kyle Tucker's so good. Like, where's he at now? Oh, I'm Kyle sorry. Tucker? Uh, Tucker. I'm not thinking of Tucker. I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, oh. Yeah. Tucker's with the Dodgers now, right? Well, no, Tucker's still with, still with the Astros. I'm He's the one. Tur- I'm thinking of the Turners. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the I'm Turners. totally bad. I'm, yeah. Now there's no, two of them on the Dodgers. No, Kyle Tucker is going to be a problem for the American League West for a long time. He's the I one we you, call him an accountant. 
I, I went into this season, or I'm sorry, this pre- previous season, thinking like this is kind of the last hurrah for the Astros, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But, and I figured win or lose, the team was going to bust up. But man, they have a lot of assets that gives me a lot more confidence going into this next season, maybe even the next two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I kind of was a little disappointed Correa wouldn't want to like stick around for that, but I get it. Go get the giant. You know, yeah. he wants to get like, he wants to get like a rod in 2000 money, you know, I like think he's honestly, I think he's looking for like a Bryce Harper deal. I it would, I can't remember. I, I, he, it's like, it was it's over 13. For, it was at one point it was like rumored 300 mil, right? Like, yeah. So, so Harper has amount. 350 million over 13 years. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Correa is looking for. Um, because he he sees himself as one of those guys, and honestly, like if you've got him as the corner piece of your franchise, I think you're sitting pretty good. Would you take? Would you got? Would you want him? Oh, on, I'd take him in a heartbeat. You take him in Absolutely. a heartbeat. Well, yeah. I mean, now you're making me reevaluate, but maybe it's also <laughs> because I'm going into it with the understanding that he's already gone. You know? There's yeah, nothing, yeah. And for the Astros, to, you know, like for the Astros, it, you're right. It doesn't make sense for them to make that. But nah, my thing is point. with Correa, like my the way I see it with Correa in Seattle is that JP Crawford is the shortstop now and well into the future. But if Correa was willing to move to third base, I would take him on in a heartbeat in Seattle because then you've got you've got Correa, you've got Crawford, and you've got Frazier as your infielders. That's that's pretty good. Now, right? since since we're on the topic of the CBA, can we talk about the new updates? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the update really is that there's not really an update. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine that they all run out of the building like it's the last day of school for uh-huh. Christmas break. But uh I I've I've been kind of surprised at how people don't understand that the timeline, maybe I'm talking out of my butt with this, but like the point is they want the pressure of are they gonna miss spring training? Are they gonna miss opening day so it doesn't matter if there's three months between now and that deadline in three years they're going to lollygag until they get mm-hmm. to the pressure so part of me's not surprised that they're doing that like holidays aside mm-hmm. but do you think there's any chance of them not starting on march 31st um like starting the season on march 31st yeah like do you uh, think there's yeah. any way for this labor disruption to cause to to ripple onto the actual season I do, and for those of you who don't know, it, the the players have complained specifically. I'm look, I'm citing Zach Britton here. Says that the owners have refused to come to the negotiating table, and I feel like you do have to kind of have some back and forth early. Like I know they had some over the last couple of years. They had some earlier last year, but the fact that the owners sat at the table for literally seven minutes is what players have said before the lockout. <laughs> yeah. They listened to the pitch and they said no thanks, and they pieced out. They got right out of there, and they haven't come back since. And they. They came out a couple weeks ago and they said that they're not going to address any major economic issues until the middle of January. Jewel and I were talking about this. We're like, okay, that's fine. So I hammer out some of the other details in the meantime. The the universal DH. Um, I guess arbitration. I mean, really, so what are the big? What are it's the arbitration? It's the universal DH. I've heard some rumors with some expanded playoffs. Stuff. Expanded playoffs. Yeah, like like. Do all the minutiae, all the extra details, and the stuff that they can mostly yeah, agree but they, on. Again, they need they they want that pressure because I know, and I, I think you're. I right. I don't think it's going to happen because they've lost so much revenue from COVID. Like, why would they do that to themselves? Like, I know. Like, yeah, cause, cause I think I, you're right. I guess the only thing is bringing scabs. I, can they even do that in Major League Baseball? So they can, and that's kind of the funny thing is that. Uh, so Jewel and I talked about this a little bit a couple because there's ago. repercussions for a professional player being a scab in, in yes, the pros. Yes, there right? are. Like there are. Yeah, so they can bring in minor leaguers who are not on the 40 man roster. However, if those guys agree to come in as a scab and play during the lockout, um, and play during the lockout, they they can never be part of the union. Yeah, so they'll, that's, they'll I mean, get no pension. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really just not smart. But on the other hand, guys who know they're not going to make it, who have just basically been sparring Easy. partners in double yeah. A, high A, whatever, short uh, full okay. season. I a, could like maybe. Now, are you going to want to watch that? It's baseball, man. Baseball's I went and watched fall at... league. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also you got to see it through the lens of the of the casual. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know that I don't know the casual fans, yeah, especially April with the NBA playoffs going on and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, watch double A players, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, for me, it's like 
my son and I went through a fall league game, went and sat through a fall league game on Veterans Day. So we were like, hey, November baseball, let's go. Yeah. And I try to sit through as much spring training as I can just because I, I need it, you know, just get put it in my veins and I'm good to go. But uh, so I'd watch. But uh, as far as the casual fan, I don't know that they would necessarily be happy with it. Maybe for the first month because of the novelty and uh, the ability to actually watch some baseball. But now I think you're right. What if I'm just thinking out loud, like what if the lack of competitive like it's not going to be at the same competitive level that the major leaguers are at it gets more people watching because there's more ball like more more action going on you know it probably would be because <laughs> you think about it so i've talked about this before i covered college baseball when i was when i was in school and uh those games would go for like four hours i swear yeah they couldn't get any out like, like 15 to 13 nine innings and you're like gosh can somebody get out i gotta go to bed well, that's I'm why so you, tired. Watch some of the, you watch some of the you you watch like bad umpire footage and it'll be like a strike that's way way out they're like how can he call that it's like because he wants to go home like <laughs> that's, exactly <right. laughs> that's exactly what we would get to so it might be more entertaining because the pitching wouldn't be up to snuff but the hitters would still be really good so yeah <laughs> we might get it I, I think that's a terrible for ba- like a terrible <laughs> path for baseball to go down. But so I just think there's too much money on the table for them to to let it squander away. But stupider things have happened, and sometimes sometimes when these people get so rich, they kind of lose. I guess they're I don't know what that word would be, but I don't know. They lose some common sense. But we look back though. We in the last decade or so we've had the nfl and we've had the nba both lock out and those and both of those like you said last minute deals when it was like man we're gonna miss time with these games and they they didn't they didn't miss any time at all yeah i think the most the nba missed a tiny bit a couple years ago did they i think because I know oh, they yeah, missed games in '98, right. yeah, but I think yeah, they, that's like, right. They're like less than ten games. I th- they pushed the season back, and it started on Christmas Day. Maybe that's, that's what, what they did. Yeah, because that's when the player, that's when the NBA players want to start the season anyway. They don't want to start in October. <laughs> oh, that's what I always say about like basketball. It's like nobody's even trying until Martin Luther King Day. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. That's People are saying, talking. Oh, the Memphis Grizzlies are hot. I'm like, it's December. Like chill well, the, out. But the Lakers got blown out by like 25 points once in November, and Kobe's like, "It's Christmas. The season have it's not even Christmas yet. The season has to start and get over it. Like, who cares? This game doesn't matter." <laughs> but anyway, with that, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to share our best and worst of 2021. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old Ball game. Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, podcast addict and more please don't forget to subscribe rate and review i actually have a hobby that has nothing to do with baseball and brad i think is a little jealous in the tiny bit of spare time that i have i get punched in the face or i'm punching someone else either way my friends and i try to hit each other now before you think i'm crazy there is a lot of protective gear involved and i get my gear from venom unbeatable quality at truly affordable prices not to mention it's the best looking equipment on the market if that's not enough venom just signed an enormous deal with ufc and that equipment and apparel is now available at venom.com so whether you need new gloves a heavy bag or performance apparel venom.com is the place to shop you can support our show and get 10 percent off when you use the link in the description
Welcome back, baseball family. Here we go with our main segment this week. We're going to talk about our best and worst of 2021. Before we do that, Zip, you had something you wanted to talk I, about. Because the I, original I idea, the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original, so the original idea topic was, was a, uh, I guess, a dinner guest. Is that what I said? A dinner party? I had, to bring, I had to pick three people from the world of baseball, dead mm-hmm. or alive, managers, sports writers, players themselves, whatever, to yeah. bring to a dinner party. And I was going to just say it was going to be I would pick three Daryl Strawberries. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the the because the yeah the, the short it was originally it was Daryl Strawberry, uh, Dwight Babe Gooden. Ruth, huh? Dwight Gooden. I yeah, and I was I was stuck on the third one. Uh, I was trying <laughs> to not only pick people who were from the Simpsons softball episode, which. <laughs> I think you guys could do an entire episode. I don't know if you guys even follow the Simpsons. That might be a terrible idea for an episode, but like how amazing that do you even know what I'm talking about? The yes, I do. It looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like you could do a whole episode just on that because yeah. it, it was actually a huge undertaking to get all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm record. sure it was. But anyway, back on topic. Yeah. So three That's Daryl strawberries. Idea, <laughs> That's a great idea. I think we'll have to. Okay, so let's go into our best and worst of 2021. Zip, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. Doesn't Just matter. Best, best worst. or worst. Doesn't matter. Whichever. Okay, one we'll you do want. best. I, I okay. think best uh, is Otani in general. Just kind of the highlight of the season was this this anomaly that's so rare. You literally, it's kind of like considered hack to compare people to Babe Ruth, but he's literally the only person that you could compare him to because it's just such a unique skill set. And as we, we even talked earlier about, like, the universal DH, like, there's not going to be another Otani. There's no – it's just not – I mean, do you think do you think Otani may change the course on that and more pitchers um, may try and bat to increase their net worth? Or do you think might. DH will just eliminate the concept at all? Uh, they might because the, the Angels actually signed Jared Lorenzen, who's a two-way player as well. Um, he And he's a tremendous athlete. Like, he's obviously not Otani or else we'd know more about who he is. But – I mean, mostly what he is is a physical specimen because the dude shredded first off. Like he's got like the Derek Dietrich body. Like the dude is just ripped. Um, he's he's the one who was wearing the Vans cleats last year. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I don't think so. But so, uh, but okay. anyway, he's he's a two way player as well. So, but he spent some time in the outfield last year, two years ago for this for the Reds. Uh, but he hits for them. He pitches for them. He does a good job. Obviously, like I said, he's no Otani, but I think we might actually see more of it. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying is it, it seems like it's either just going to go the way of the Dodo because of the way that the DH is going to go, or mm-hmm. he will spur this whole new generation. Because I don't know what's so exciting about it. Is it just the anomaly of a, of a, of a pitcher who's his own DH, you know? like Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Is that He's also the, got a great attitude. Uh, the best attitude. Like, you know, the dude just makes funny. baseball look so fun. You know, I'd yeah. say the only thing, and I don't want to, and I want to phrase this carefully because I don't want to have a Stephen A. Smith moment because I don't want to paint it as a flaw. I would say the only downside for us Westerners is that he caters to his Japanese fan base more than he seems to cater to Westerners. I don't and, know, and I can and, see and that's that. fine, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's where he's from, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would yeah. say that'd be the only real downside to it is that he is, you know, he's Japanese. You know, he's going to cater yeah. to them well, before and, us. And each year was the same way too. You know, yeah. Ichiro spoke fine English, but he still spoke through an interpreter and he still catered to the Japanese fan base, which was fine. And actually, I think the Mariners liked it because it expanded the fan base internationally. I think the Angels like it because it expands their fan base internationally. Because let's be honest, their fan base is about that big on a map, you know, because the <laughs> well, Dodgers. Also, like, just my dad, who's kind of fallen out of baseball over the last couple of years, literally started watching some again just to see that because he'd heard I heard there's a pitcher who's going to. Uh, it was uh, when he did the home run derby. He's like, I heard there's going to yeah. be a pitcher in the home run derby, and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's. And he's legit. <laughs> he's legit. Unfortunately, he didn't do too hot in the home run derby, but right. still, I mean, but, yeah. But yeah, I, I'd say that was probably a, 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 a highlight of the season. Is, is just I would that, say so too. Now, do you think he's going to continue to do that, or do you think time's going to? I catch think up he with will. Him, or? Um, cause he's been hampered by injuries. I mean, he's had Tommy John twice already, you know, like, I think that's been the big thing is everybody is like, Oh, he's a bust. He's got that. His elbows made of glass, you know, everything, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what we saw this year is what everybody expected out of him. Yeah. And he's still young too. I mean, he's yeah. only what? 25. Yeah. He's like 25, 26. 26. He's still really young. Still got a long way to go. So yeah, he's, he does have a long road ahead. And I, I think we can continue to see what we saw this year. I don't know that he'll necessarily take a step back. I don't know. He'll go a whole lot forward. Like I don't see him breaking, uh, Barry Bonds a single season record, but at the same time, 
maybe be the first guy in a while to hit 60. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be fun. That's the, you know. So. Now, what's your best moment from last year? So I have my best awkward moment is what I have. <laughs> your best so, awkward moment. Yes, my best awkward moment was when Javi Baez tricked for Pirates first baseman Will Craig into getting in a rundown between home and first base. Yes, that was so. <laughs> that was that was something <laughs> fantastic everybody's so, just screaming just touch first base exactly you, so, for, so for anybody do. who doesn't know the runner there's a runner on second base for the cubs so this is before Baez got traded so the uh wilson Contreras is on second base for the cubs and Baez hits a hard ground ball to third baseman eric gonzalez for the pirates he throws the ball wide like down the line uh, first base and uh will craig the first baseman instead of just touching the base he goes and tries to, t- to tag bias well bias having his head on him like he does because the dude's I baseball iq is through the roof he's like maybe i'll see if i can get him to tag me backs up starts heading towards home and craig instead of literally stopping where he's at taking four steps behind him touching first base with two freaking out zip there were I two mean, yeah, outs it just it, it, he just he just baited him into it it was he, he just Chased him all the way home. Contreras scores. And then uh, I have it here. The catcher uh, was, what was his name? Um, Michael Perez has the ball. And then he throws the ball. He tries to lead like he's throwing a touchdown pass to Adam Frazier, who's still with the Pirates at the time, uh, is going to first base. But he throws it behind him so the ball goes in right field. Baez ended up on second base. It's like, to, be a, to be a fly on the wall for the butt-chewing. That had well, to have followed that. I, I don't know. Do you know what happened to Will Craig after that? I don't actually. Within a week, he was designated for assignment. Ah, yes. And then he <laughs> ended up, yeah, he ended up in the KBO with the Kiwoom Heroes. Oh. So wow. Wow. Very well be over because he tried wow. to get something to have that happen twice in a season to go to go from the majors to the minors and then in the same season the minors to korean baseball yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't know that i didn't know that about him <laughs> i was just imagining because there's just is no subsection of men on this planet who get more angry than baseball managers they're just the angriest people i could not imagine angry. i'd rather die than have to go face my baseball manager after he screw up of that dude caliber, i dealt I with mean. a high school coach who had an anger issue i can't imagine what it's like to deal with a major league manager with anger issues like <laughs> That's I'm, watched, I'm surprised we've never had one just flatten out die, like <laughs> while yelling at an umpire. Like I, it was if it was gonna happen, it was gonna be Lupinella. Like that's if it was gonna happen, that's that's where it was gonna be. So I I, I love also just Ripley uh, lip reading during it. <laughs> well, and it's easy because they enunciate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You can see every word. That's always what I th- I think that like as far as robo umps, I'm the only way I'm going to support a robot umpire is if they can wheel out a little robot for the manager to yell at. Just because it's you yelling at the robot's going to change the robot's mind just as much as what it's going to be. It's, it's going to be actually be better because they would have to have an umpire up in the box running the robot, and so you've got a guy stepping out yelling up to the press box, yelling at some guy who they can't see, some mystical. So figure. now he's like, yeah, he's like the man behind the curtain now. <laughs> yes, exactly, the mysterious guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It might be better because then the whole stadium gets to hear it. <laughs> anyway, see, that these was... are the things about putting butts in seats. Because those are like I, I I hate I I would I'm a bit of a Joe Buck apologist, but I hate when he does things like when it was a fight. He's like, "That's disgraceful. Nobody wants to see that." Shut up, Joe Buck. I want to see. Everybody that. wants to. See I want to see that. Everybody in those audience wants to see those two men fight. That's the thing that's so funny is that like that like I I've gotten to the side where like you know we should be beyond throwing baseballs at each other, but at the same time I do love to see it. What I hate doing is explaining to my son why they do it. Why do they do yeah, that, Dad? I don't know. I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're doing it. Honestly, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, you know, I'm just if if there wasn't DHs, I'd be totally on board with them still hitting each other. It's like what's <laughs> now that the pitchers don't have to go and get their their head rocked in. You know, it yeah. seems like that's pretty. That's a great spot to be in. I know. Only I, know, I throw the balls at people. Yeah, exactly. no one throws anything at me. Yep. Anyway, and that's the problem I have with it too. 
is that the pitchers don't have to answer to it. Yeah. Instead, it's the big contract, like the Bryce Harpers and the and the Machados have to answer to it. Anyway, all right, let's give so me worst um, thing of 2021. I think yeah, the worst, worst thing to happen in baseball in 2021 is having all six of the MVP finalists not even make it to the postseason. I think that's probably the worst indication of the overall. I think it's showing this almost divide in the sport where it's like you can either have the all-star players and then, and then your roster's a bunch of scrubs, or you can spread the money around and have a roster that, that, that plays into October. And I think that's just a little disheartening because it just seems to be kind of the direction it's, it's going. Mm-hmm. It is like, like Asani, uh, uh, excuse me, Otani. Like, what a waste of potential for Otani and Mike Trout to not be playing. What a waste of October a year. baseball. Like, what a waste of a year for Otani. Like the fact that he yeah. went, he did all that, and they didn't even make the playoffs. The Mariners at least made the playoffs in '97 when Griffey won the MVP. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, it's. But yeah, I mean, and the problem with the Angels is that like they had Trout out for almost the entire year. Rendon was out for almost the entire year. They probably could have made the playoffs if those guys have been healthy, but you can't win with just one guy. But that's the problem that teams are having is that the nationals had a fire sale, got rid of everybody. And now they only have Juan Soto, you know, so of course he's going to win the MVP. Yeah. But he's going to win it hitting solo home runs, you know? So yeah, if it was was an individual effort thing, then the angels would, yeah, have made it to the World Series sometime in the last. Uh, oh, I know. Last if, time they would have what two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Um, if sorry, kids with divorced dads, he's not coming back. <laughs> the Angels. If you if your if your dad left after they won in two thousand two, that doesn't count. You got to wait for them to win it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good reference. I like that. That's really good. I I love uh, that movie because what a deadbeat dad. What a deadbeat dad to be like. Oh, I was that just. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> solid. I like that. All right. Okay. So my, my worst, uh, my next worst is the worst day of the season. Now uh, it wasn't, it's, it's the final day of the season and it's not necessarily because it's the season ending and I get sad and depressed and everything, you know, but it's Mariners. because of the massive letdown in the American league. You had like a potential four way tie and then the Yankees and the Red Sox have to go win. And I think I proposed this to Brig. I said, you know what, Brig, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. We're going to have to get our, our tinfoil hats on. I don't have mine with me. Maybe I'll uh, put one on as a graphic. Anyway, it's like, I think what happened there is that MLB front office was like, Rob's not getting it. He doesn't understand how this whole thing works. We have to just let these guys win because we can't have a four-way tie because we, no matter how many times we explain it to him, he's not figuring it out. He doesn't know how it works. So if we just have the Yankees and Red Sox win, it all sorts itself out. It's really easy, and we'll just go from there. It'll be fine. Do you believe that? But it's that? such a letdown. I believe that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I just I get discouraged when people talk about everything needs to rotate around New York, Boston, and L.A. Because I'm like, then why don't they just have 10 teams 10 in teams each of there. those three cities and call yeah. it a day? Mm-hmm. So, yes. But, uh, yeah, my playoffs were a little bittersweet. Because uh, the Astros lost in the World Series, and I got COVID mm. during it. But oh, you did? Oh no! I we 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 all. It was actually it was me and my husband and Bob, who I do in our queue with. We all uh-huh. got it at the same time, and we all tested negative on the rapid tests. But uh-huh. we had every COVID symptom in the book, and yeah. no taste, no smell. I, I watched Game Four of the uh, when the Astros beat the White Sox. I thought it was, I was like in a coma, you know. I was like, <laughs> so it was a it, you know it was a bittersweet playoffs. Uh, but you know, I know everybody was happy to see the Astros lose. I got very old very quick. I'm and, sure you know, it did, yeah. But you know, it's I'm also a UT Longhorns fan, so anytime I try and go on any like Reddit college football thing, you're automatically <laughs> everybody hates you as well. Everybody's everybody's horns down on you. Everybody, you know, and I love it when people buy the horns down stuff because that money goes to UT because you got to pay for the logo. That's true. You're Even right. Even if it's upside down, you got to pay for it. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. you know, whatever the dorks. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was I to me. I just I felt like, you know, people acted like the the Astros going to the World Series and losing somehow made them look worse mm-hmm. than not making it to the World Series at all. And I kind of my problem with that would have been I have a feeling that they would have not given credence to the Astros regardless of what happened. Mm-hmm. So I got like if they won, they would have just said, well, you're cheaters. If you lost, they said, well, you 
this is what happens when you can't cheat, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like you got to move on eventually. And yeah. um, as long as Joe Kelly gets another suspension, I think <laughs> I think Major League Baseball's wounds can start to heal. <laughs> Joe Kelly is the people, by the way. But <laughs> but no, and you know what though? Like I'll be honest with you. Like I was cheering for the Braves just because I believe I don't believe in cheering for division rivals. Um, and you know, I was kind of like, you know what? The Astros played a great series against the Braves. But the Braves played great. I mean, what is there to be mad about? You can't it take wasn't like away from the way the Braves. It wasn't played. like it. It wasn't like the Astros crapped the bed. It wasn't like the Braves did anything. Exactly. It was just. It was a good series. And, you know, mm-hmm. the Braves, especially considering they completely replaced their entire outfield pretty much from scratch in what, July? Yeah. I mean, the whole – At the trade just, deadline. Yeah, I mean, more kudos, you know, kudos yeah. to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, uh, you know, someday I'd like to see the Astros win at least one more World Series so that way I don't have that – always thinking, like, am I, am I never going to see it again? Is it going to be 80 years? Am I going to be dead in the grave? Are my yeah. grandchildren going to be listening to the Astros win the World Series over my grave? <laughs> with whatever with whatever device we listen to things now saying oh if only he could have been here but yeah <laughs> I, I know there's some days i feel like that as a mariners fan though that my son and his grandkids are going to be listening to the mariners when the world series like if only dad had stuck out another 50 years <laughs> you know <laughs> well it's like it's like with the cubs you know their giant streak and the red Sox with their giant streak it's yeah. like, like you guys weren't cursed you just sucked you know yeah. <laughs> Rather, way rather be cursed. Way rather be cursed. <laughs> Something to blame it on. But, all right. So you did. So I did my. I did my worst day. Give me. Give me your next best. Oh, the next best. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was supposed to have two. I. I did have a couple second ones. Um. Okay. It was that there was no uh sustained stoppages from COVID. There mm, were a that couple is. series. Couple series canceled here and there, but they shuffled it around. They made it work, and uh. I think that was, you know, uh, I, I guess I wasn't really that confident they'd make it through the, the whole 162, you know, well, without having every, something Everybody happen. played 162 this year. Yeah. So, and they got close, though, a couple times. I remember there was, a, with the, was it the Mets? The Mets had one, some, I think. Yeah, the there Braves was a couple teams point. had some pretty serious outbreaks. But, but uh, I guess that'd be another perk since it's looking like we're going into maybe another season where we have to deal with this crap. I know. I hope that they can get it sorted out, get things figured out by the time the season starts so we don't have a baseball season like the NBA season and the NFL season because it's been bad. NFL, like, bad, NBA is unwatchable right now. Like, well, the it's, NBA, it's it's unwatchable for a couple. The NBA, the, it's, the, the players are tired. They're exhausted. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. It's all a bunch of dudes on 10-day contracts right now. Like, <laughs> Got it, Isaiah, it Isaiah Thomas question. back and... <laughs> It, well, it makes you beg the question. It's like obviously they don't want to stop. They don't want to stop doing the games because they need the revenue. But who's going to go if it's a bunch of G League guys? Yeah. You know, at what point is it just better to cut your losses? But yeah, well, and and I think they, I think too, they don't want to push the season back too far like they did initially. They're they're you know, so like, desperate to just get it back on. Yeah, get it back, back on track. Seat. But so, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, I really haven't even watched the NFL much this season. Uh, Watched a little bit, but I don't know. I I struggle with the NFL anyway these days, but it's probably just because the Seahawks stink, but whatever. And then I'm a Texans fan, so that's no reason for you to watch. No, might as well, <laughs> I might as well just go mow, mow the grass, you know, or, or something. You know, I'm gonna be just as just as enthralled. Hey, just yeah. use up three hours of my time and end up pissed off and disappointed, you know. <laughs> Exactly, but you know, I All think right. that's a good. If you don't, oh, I'm sorry. What was your your? You had another. Uh, oh, you sorry. Know, another best. Okay, yeah. So I have my my absolute best, and this is a Mariners versus Astros moment. I'll, I'll warn you. Okay, um, that's, that's fair. I'm not gonna fly into a psychopathic <laughs> rage because somebody talked bad about my my sports team. I'm not a Dodgers fan, you know. <laughs> I'm not an animal. <laughs> So, so the one of the best things, like the absolute best moments for me this season. So we, I talked earlier about how the Mariners traded Kendall Graveman to the Astros. It was during a series when the Astros were in Seattle. Yes. Well, the Mariners got back Abraham Toro, who apparently is a guy that Jerry Depoto's had his eye on for about three years. He's trying to pry him away from the Astros. And uh, later on during yeah, the season, Toro comes up with the bases loaded against Kendall Graveman. And he hits a grand slam, and I was up in my living room. Yes, yes, the Mariners won the trade. 
I that remember, moment. I remember I wasn't I wasn't watching it, but I was doing the like on, the, on your phone where it's like the balls and strikes. Oh yeah. And I <laughs> just remember cast, thinking yeah. because it wasn't just you, it was other people that was like, I'm gonna hear I was like, I'm gonna hear about this. <laughs> Yeah, that was that yeah, was a really exciting moment for me. Anytime the Mariners put up a crooked number against the Astros, first off, and second, the fact that it was the guy who everybody was like, "Oh, why'd they get rid of the closer?" Blah blah. blah. It's like, no, this guy's good. Like he's legit, and he goes and he does that against the guy they traded for him. It was awesome. It was it was really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch, and especially like I said, for a Mariners team that was supposed to not do really well and overcheat by a ton. Um, that was a, it was just a big moment for the team. It was, it was really cool to see. It was a lot of fun to watch. So, so. I, you know, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Something we can yeah. conclude on. What's the thing you're most looking forward to in 2022, the season? Mm, uh, the thing that I'm most looking forward to is I want the Mariners. I'm looking forward to the Mariners making the playoffs. I think it's going to happen this year. Well, I hope you're wrong. I know you do. <laughs> that's, it's the same thing like when I talk about Otani because always in the back of my head where I'm like, ooh, will that be at the detriment of my team yes. for him to be doing good? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things with, with that is that like he could have potentially come to Seattle. Uh, Jewel, who was on the last few weeks with me, he and I talk about it all the time. Like, man, like if the Mariners had just been able to do that one last thing to get over the top to get him in Seattle, man, could be our guy. But what are you looking forward to the most this oh, season? Man. I guess I guess it's it's just seeing. I guess it's it's exciting because it feels like a last hurrah because like we got Dusty Baker back, we got Verlander mm-hmm. back, we got you know, kind of the writing on the wall is a lot of these people are only going to stick around for another, you know, another go yeah. around. I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm also excited for possible the 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 possibility of uh, a COVID free or a, a, a season Reduced where we don't have COVID. to worry about COVID. Yeah. I can tell you something I'm looking forward to is every year for my grandma's birthday, we take her to an Astros game, and we haven't been able to do that during mm. COVID. So it'd be nice to do that again this July. That'd be that'd be cool. Um, That's awesome. I like that. Oh, yeah. She's a huge Astros fan. That's cool. And uh, That's really cool. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, is, is the expanded playoffs possible? Would, would that go into effect this year? I think it would, yeah. Yeah, um, because I mean, they were able to, to they were able to get it in place during the COVID season, and that would be so cool. I love the playoffs. That I don't is, understand why people don't I was like shocked. playoffs. If here's a shocking statistic I heard is that they that Major League Baseball from its broadcast deals makes so much money that they, they make the same. Generally speaking, they make the same amount of revenue during the postseason baseball that they do from the entire regular season. I believe it. And I thought that was shocking. You know, it tells yeah. you that there's maybe too much of one and not enough of the other or something, but maybe I don't know. But I mean, I know that the that the regular season deals are big, but maybe not big enough because there's 162 games spread across 30 teams. But at the same time, like playoffs so you, are, are big deal. So you're you're at Arizona, right? Right. Yeah. So you but you're a Mariners fan. Do you by any chance? I'm I'm curious how this works. So if you get MLB network because you're not in the market you can just uh-huh. watch any mariners game you want like this is soviet russia and everything's free yep because yeah. i live it i live close enough to houston that i can't and yeah. it just it enrages me because i'm like take the money i'm giving you money <laughs> know, take it take it right yes <laughs> like, and see like that's I'm putting thing. it in like manfred's pocket like take the yes that's the, the money so funny so we lived in <laughs> western idaho for a couple of years and i didn't get to watch any mariners games like at all because it's because it's just close enough to the yeah it's yeah. A, it's in the market, quote unquote. Now here, um, so yeah, I watch I watch the Mariners every day here. Um, oh, and so then when they were actually in town, I went to two of the three games. And then on Sunday, I was sitting around Sunday afternoon. I was like, oh, I'll turn the game on. And I was like, no, I won't. This is the <laughs> one game I don't get to watch. They're literally 15 minutes down the road from my house. It's and I don't get to watch thing. it. It's so and then they turn around and go, why is nobody watching baseball? Why is nobody <laughs> watching baseball? And I'm sitting here pulling my freaking hair out it's so annoying that the the town i live i live in a more rural part of texas but Uh the town i live in i can listen to astros games on my radio on the art art radio but if i go to the town parallel to ours which is only like 10 miles up the road uh that's close enough to houston that you can't the radio just says you're in an area that's you know wow 
That's crazy. You know, it's that. It's like I, I live. My house is thankfully is that close to the border. I could do it. So as long as, as Manfred doesn't find out about me. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think you're safe here because I doubt he listens to us. Uh, he might get more not more than five. Oh, he's not in, doing but... it, but he's got robots. And he does. <laughs> he's got cronies. Yeah, he does. You're right. But that Ken reminds Ro- me. Ken last thing... killed. <laughs> the last. That's actually the last thing I had was my last worst was I had the worst person and it happened to be Rob Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> the worst so. person in baseball. Uh, oh, Tony Larusa for me. I hate oh, Tony Larusa. I, I was so happy does. to see us knock him out of the playoffs. Yeah, is, I think everybody was. I think that the way I summed it up the best is he's so obsessed with people following the unwritten rules of baseball, and I say, "Well, you should follow the written rules of the road and not drive intoxicated." You <laughs> Seriously, jerk. though. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Like he drove a guy out of the league because he didn't follow the quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball. He just swung the bat. Who cares? Man. Yeah, that dude's the worst. Golly. Him and Rob Manfred, one one A and one B. Man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. But with that, let's wrap things up here. Uh Zip, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody where you, where they can find you on uh, on NRQ? You can find me. I'm the host of the No Redeeming Qualities podcast. You can find that every Wednesday morning. You can find that anywhere podcasts are found or at nrqpodcast.com. I've also got another project. Uh, it's called The H is for Hell, and it is a YouTube show. It's exclusively about Houston sports. It's mini-sodes. It's only about 10, 20 minutes long. Uh, I'm back to dropping those on Fridays. You can find that if you go to Gamma Gator Productions on YouTube. You find the Gamma Gator uh, YouTube channel. drops there every Friday morning. And... Um, yeah, in case you're wondering, Houston sports, since I started the show back in March in the uh, wake of the, the Watson stuff, I was just like, this is too much crap going on. I have to do <laughs> uh, so much. It was too much. It was it was so much. I literally started a show to process it in my brain. And now that <laughs> and we're this no deep in, and now that we're this deep in, um, hey, things really haven't gotten better <laughs> for the Astros. Sure. But oh, man, the Rockets, it's a. It's bad. I know we're not allowed. To, I know we're at, we have to use our, our words. We have to choose our words carefully. So I will say the Rockets are doo doo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. It's so Fly, bad. Doo doo just fly it into space. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah but anyway, it, it really is. I mean, the, the title of the show is fitting. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> does good. Does uh, does a great job. Well, we need but, to have you. We need to get you and Brig on sometimes because I don't know. I I feel something about Bob and Briggs energy bite. Collide they might, in the wrong way. They might way. blow up the internet. The two in of the them. wrong way, but we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, just get Bob talking about. Uh, I can't. I can't uh, save that for an RQ. Sorry. Perfect. All right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad. Absolutely. I'm honored to be the one you picked to start 2022 with. And I think it's going to be a great season sure. if it happens. If and um, when. Yeah, I agree. Got, don't Absolutely. worry. You've only got union disputes and in, in a global pandemic in your way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, let me plug the shop real quick. Don't forget to jump on nineplusus.com. Spell it out. N I N E P L U S U S.com. Uh, tonight I have my pirate shirt on. Uh, I think I've worn it probably the last few weeks in a row just because it's my favorite shirt that I own. And I have my United We Fan hat on backwards here. So you can hop on there, get yourself something nice. Um, we have some new stuff coming down the pipeline here pretty soon. Uh, and that's what we call the tease. Uh, don't forget to. <laughs> To jump in the mailbag, send us your uh, questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. We'd love to hear it all. You can do that with the link down in the description. You can also do that on baseballtogether.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think. And baseball family, happy new year. We will catch you next week.